So, Jimmy, I'm sure that you are exhausted, probably yeah. energized, but probably exhausted. Exhausted and energized, yes. I, I, I've been getting just a few hours of sleep each night. And now here it is. The whole Maker Camp thing kind of kicked off last Tuesday. Now here it is one week and one day from that Tuesday. The reason I say it kicked off is because people started showing up early. People want to say, hey, I want to come. I want to volunteer. Wow. Yeah, so Maker Camp started Friday. But the Tuesday before... People wanted to come and hang out and help. And it was, I was like the fixer when it comes to Maker Camp. That's what I am. Everyone's like, what's your role? I said, I'm the fixer because the first couple of days of Maker Camp, at least the first day or at least the day before and the first day, the CNC broke. So I had to give George Von Driska a new CNC machine. The, the oxygen acetylene tank for one of the dem- demonstrators, wrong nipple on the, the can. So I had to give him one of my 200-pound cans of acetylene. Just running back and forth. Oh, uh, there was so many of those little things. Do you have a this? Do you have a rope? Do you have a this? Do you have plywood? So I'm just running around all the while socializing and hanging out with everybody. And as more and more people came to the house, and Rob Rojas encouraged me to get the pizza oven set up, the pizza oven that we built the first build. So we put that on the back porch and plugged it into the old hot tub lead. We had a hot tub in the backyard, which I junked in the beginning of the summer. And so we used that cord to power up the pizza oven. And it started maybe Wednesday night, every night until even Monday night. We made pizzas every night. I probably gained 10 pounds from just randomly eating that sounds pretty hundreds awesome. of bits of pizza. <laughs> there was every, there was, Annabelle Trades was here. Awesome. Laura was here at the house. Simone was here at the house. So many people in between. They must have been through the house here, not to mention, obviously, Maker Camp had about 700 people, but there must have been about 75 people walk, walk through the house, at least just to come and look and see what's going on here and check out the blacksmith shop and this shop. And it was really, really a lot of fun. And it was, it was great. And everybody kicked in when it came to cooking in the house. But that's all just like late, late in the night, every night. But the real events were over at Maker Camp where we had blacksmithing. Glass blowing, welding, plasma cutting, CNC, full wood shop this year. They built a wooden wooden bench. I didn't honestly get to see much because every 10 feet I'd walk and start talking to somebody new. And then I'd break from that conversation and walk and talk to somebody new. In fact, I only did one one hour long demo on the band. So I was supposed to do one every day. But I just kept getting snarled up and pulled apart. And yeah, it was, it was great. And everybody asked about you two guys. But they all knew you weren't there. They just said, how are you going to get the first conversation? Be like, how are you going to get Bob and Dave here? I was like, I don't know. I might have to move it to another day for Bob and Dave. I'm not sure. I might have to have it in their houses. One Bob's house and one at Dave's house. I don't have Everybody's welcome to come over. I don't have 300 extra bedrooms. So. <laughs> well, for the house, I knew so many people. And Derek kept telling me, he's like, you better keep your mouth shut. Because I kept saying, oh, yeah, come stay at the house. We could put you in the bedroom, put you on an air mattress, whatever. And Derek's like, you better stop. Oh, Bobby Duke came. Bobby Duke was here at the house. Chris from A Glimpse Inside was here. Uh, Yeah, it was, I can't even, I'll remember more people as we go. But yeah, it was a a star-studded event with... It was amazing. Like, I'm looking around. I'm like, I have Laura, Simone, Bobby Duke here at the house. But there, obviously, the, the event was the star attraction. But just late, late at nights, we were all here. And at one point, the guys from Ameribraid were here at the house. 
and they they brought this coin coin die that put a Braid logo on one side of a of a disc and the Maker Camp logo on the other side, and they played a little bit at the camp with it, and they they, they made like one or two of them, but because there's so many other demos going on, they, they didn't want to they didn't want to hog up the machine, so. I said, go get the uh, go get the parts. They had them in the car, and we 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 made like sixty of them in my blacksmith shop. We had a whole thing going on. You, you'll see the videos it was reposted several times of us doing it. It was a lot of fun. It was just, and the guys from Coal Iron Forge were there, and we were using their Coal Iron Forge. I have one to press the hot hot coin into the die, and we made about sixty seventy coins with the Ameribraid logo and the and the logo on the other side. And one by one, as we were getting them and they were cooling off, people going into the machine shop and sanding them and polishing them up. It was really fun. It's just like makers making stuff. It was, it was really, it was great. And so many hugs. And I said before we got started, for some odd reason, this year was so emotional. So many like hugs and cries, like, oh my God, you've, it's so many, you've changed my life. And not necessarily me, but the event itself. This event has changed my life. It's gotten me out of my, my shell. It's got me... It's got me to realize what I really want out of life. So many of those. And you'll, a lot of people are seeing weird pictures, just strange pictures. I put it on my Instagram. My buddy Scott is one of the kindest, sweetest guys in the whole world. And I knew Scott needed to be at this event. He's a host. He's an MC. He's a, he's a comedian, a DJ. He's done so many things where it comes to being like the linchpin of an entertainment situation. So I suggested he come and be the host for this event. And he came and he was great. So many like, he, and Scott's really good. I mean, the PA system wasn't great, but Scott was really good at just walking around and meeting people and having little momentary interactions with them. And then there were a couple of key moments that where he got on a bullhorn and said a few words, but it was so great to have him here. He's like one of my closest, oldest friends, and I haven't seen him in 10 years. We talk and Skype often, but as I come to this event, it would be, and he had such a great time. Again, so many like, oh my God, like so many lifelong relationships seem to be cemented at maker camp and and the the glue of it all is mark adams photography mark just loves the event mark came a couple days early to stay with me and he stayed on for a couple days after and mark is a photographer who does portraits and that's those are those beautiful black and white portraits that everybody posts after maker camp every year and it's just just so many fun moments happen on the seamless there and Mark gets them all. He said he took 6,500 pictures this event. And I tried to be in a lot of pictures with various people just so I can have a good collection of my friends and stuff. But it's, t- it's tough. Like I realize there's several people I never got a chance to get a picture with. And, but it was great. And then the DIY, 3D DIY Dave, he initiated this whole project where they made a big 3D sculpture of me. You guys happen to see any of that social media? There's a big yeah. giant 3D print of me, which is kind of awkward and weird, but I'm obviously honored at the same time. I was just like, wow. I mean, like, well, I was hanging out, putting, we put it together. I said, Dave, I keep wanting to say thank you, but I keep like stopping just before I start crying. So I said, I'm just going to say thanks. See you later. And like, give him a fist bump. And then it's him. I was like, Dave, thank you. I send them a note again. I said, thank you. But he broke this 3D model of me into 50 pieces and sent those pieces around the world to various people who printed them some people were at the camp many people obviously were around the world it was it was great and they had a he did a time lapse of him putting it together and now it's there and the people at the milk run i was jokingly saying to chris the owner of the milk run i was like she says what is this what is a sculpture of you as she saw it on social media i was like 
I go, and I explained it to her. I was like, if you want to put it here, we could put it here. She's like, I was joking. I was like, we could stand it there. And she's like, I want it. I go, Do you really want it? And then this morning, I wanted to get coffee at the milk run. And one of the women's like, when is the sculpture coming here? I heard it's coming here. When is the coming here? I was like, do you really want it? She's like, I think Chris really wants it. Wow. I was like, we can, we can put it on tour. We could bring it here. I'll bring it here. I'll leave it here for a little while. I go, give me, give me a good spot and I'll bring it. So that might, it might end up at the milk run. So people have a chance to go and visit, a reason to go visit the milk run across the street. Yeah, it was fun. Well, when you run for mayor, you can just yeah. take that and put it on a big pedestal right in town square. And, um, that might and then when you become emperor... Yeah. You can print a bigger one to put on top yeah. of the Put a linen drape on it. <laughs> so I'll remember more stuff as we talk. So how is this one as far as scale? Like, are, is it getting bigger every year or is there kind of a capped size? Well, to- it's, it's so spread out. It's honestly difficult to see like there's like hundreds and hundreds of people because it's so spread out. There's the area where the event basically takes place is about eight seven, eight acres of land where it's all spread out. And I haven't been in the dining hall because I live down the block. I, I eat and drink down, the, down at my house. But in general, a lot of people said the dining hall was as cr- more crowded than they've ever seen it. That's the one place where everybody bottlenecks through if you buy that, that level of, of badge uh, or wristband. You get to eat in the dining hall and obviously you get to stay there. There's only about 80 rooms, so those rooms sell out quickly, and then the rest are camping, and obviously there's m- plenty of Airbnbs. Laura stayed at an Airbnb with a crew right up the road from here, so it was easy for them to pop over. But there's lots of Airbnbs, and if you got the wristband to go eat, like I said, the, the dining hall, everybody said the dining hall was more crowded than they've ever seen it. And there were a few lines, like at the welding tent, there was always about 10 people waiting online, and at the blacksmithing thing there was always a few people waiting so that was that's the first time i ever saw lines at things but not a lot not not like hundreds of people i think austin said he wants to cap the event at at a thousand people just because of the capacity of the place and he also wants to keep the event a little exclusive he doesn't want it to be hordes of people and it's also difficult to park there's there's only a few roads that run through the property that are available for parking on and nobody was complaining, and, and I drove and came back a few times, and I always found a place to park. But I guess I'm like a, I'm a little different because I'm part of the organizing team, so I can drive into the gate and park on the grass anywhere I want, and not necessarily look for a parking spot. But it You're never special. looked, yeah, I'm special. But it never looked so crowded where if I didn't want to park in inside the gate, I couldn't find a spot. So it 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 is great, and a lot of people come for the day and leave, come for a few hours, shake hands with a few people, and leave. So there's lots and lots of those. People that live nearby pop in. There was several people this time around that said the first time coming. So next year will be the fifth annual, and it's going to be good. It's going to be real good. I go every five years. That's it. Yeah. You guys have to come to the fifth anniversary. <laughs> well, yeah. We're going to do, do a fund to uh, – well, actually, I'm going to plant the seed with both your wives – there was a couple people, and I don't want to name names to embarrass them, who kept saying, I can't come, I can't come. There's no way I can come. Their wives made arrangements behind the scenes to get them to come. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, get out yeah, of the house. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like one, one guy in particular, we were talking the day before, me and Derek were talking to him. He's like, yeah, I just can't do it, guys. I got too much to do. And then, like, we knew. 
We knew because we had already made the mistake. Nah, I can't do it. And then he called us later because he's SOBs. You knew all along. His wife gave him a free pass to go, and she's going to take care of everything. Well, when is it next year? What you I think you said yeah, it's always always, always uh, on the Columbus Day weekend. Okay, because I am gone October third through the fifth next year. Yeah, what, so. well, you probably probably right. whatever. It was the seventh to the tenth this year, so whatever that schedule okay. is. Bob's looking now. Bob, drum roll. Yes, I'm looking at it. Uh, it would be if it's that weekend. Yeah, it would be the sixth through the. Eight. Oh, man. <laughs> so you can so you go from now. wherever you are. You can just you fly from yeah, there. Dallas, Texas, too. Ugh. Some people came. Some people came like only on the Sunday. Saturday is usually the biggest day. Sunday is pretty good, but Saturday, all day Saturday, is pretty intense. And then we, the first couple, we we kind of hung on Monday, but this time it's it always fizzles out, and half the people. So Monday is is going to be the. Uh, this it used to be Monday was available to hang out and do stuff, but he called it because it was like Monday kind of lost its energy. So this year, Monday wasn't a thing. Monday, we broke down and cleaned up and it was fine. Everybody seemed to have like an intensive two days. If you came on a Friday, it was three days. So I'm putting in on my calendar. It is Ooh. on the calendar now. And so I can go ahead and talk to Jenny about next year. Like she's going to have to handle 300 soccer games and yeah. all that stuff. And then we'll push all the birthday kid stuff to the next weekend. And, then the, and the other thing too, Bob, I mean, you can, you have plenty of time to think about this. If you really are going to come and you really do want to come and we can make arrangements to help you with this. If you wanted to bring R2D2, for instance, that would be a big draw. You know, do you guys, mm-hmm. if you guys wanted to drive, bring a couple things and we give you a space in a tent to you know, hang out and take pictures with kids. A lot of kids came to see me and the guys from the TV show. Oh, yeah. Graz, Graz didn't make it. He had a family wedding, but everybody else was that Pat came, and of course, Paul and, and Derek. So there were lots of kids that would come up to me and be like, Are you as mean as they say? <laughs> Is there an airport nearby? Uh, yeah, there's uh, Albany International, 30 miles away. Okay. We were, when we were watching Making Fun with the kids, they, <laughs> the kids kept going, Is Jimmy really like that? And I'm like, You've met Jimmy. Like, you've hung out with, you've had dinner at least once, if not more times, mm-hmm. with Jimmy. You know he's not like that. And they're like, yeah, but, like, he looks like he's really mean. <laughs> like, no. It's the gray hair and the wrinkles. <laughs> well, David, what have you been up to? Well, nothing as interesting as that. But I have a, a great surprise project, surprise for me. I was getting ready to remake our wedding rings this year. Every year, Kelly and I, we retire our old wedding rings and I make new ones. And that was going to be this week's project. But Grandpa called me the other day and said, hey, I need you to make me a cane holder. And so when Grandpa asked for a project, everything yeah. stops, including wedding anniversaries. So I went over there and he showed me, he he drew up on a piece of paper, the dimensions of it, the width, the height, the depth and everything and showed me why he wanted it this way and and gave me all the parameters and we started that yesterday didn't quite get done so should finish up tomorrow and i don't know when the video will be out maybe sunday maybe we'll see and um but it's it's one of those i i'm so i'm absolutely thrilled to do it just just so i could do something for grandpa and it has a nice little story to it and everything. So that's what we're working on. And uh, it's I've been having a lot of fun. I used to hate this. I used to hate working without plans 
because I, I couldn't predict the time it would take and I didn't know what the outcome would be. But I've had a couple successful videos where we work without plans and just kind of design on the fly. And so I'm doing that again here and I'm starting to like it a lot more because it's a little bit more interesting for me and for the video. So it's uh, just working, going on the fly and, and making changes as we go along and it's coming out pretty good. I actually enjoy that a lot too. That's fun. Yeah. I used to hate it. I used to really like, I can't, uh, when uh, the the other dam would work here, I'd be like, we need to delay a couple days. I, I don't have the plans done. And, and it would just, I, I, I would just get this anxious feeling if I didn't know what it was going to look like at the end. And now it's just, it's just more fun. And it makes the video a little bit more interesting because mistakes can happen or good good design changes on the fly always make it a little bit more interesting. It is more fun, like, to me, not not always to do that, but sometimes to just, like, figure things out as you go along. It's just, like, a fun experiment and everything. Yeah. The weird thing is that a lot of times when I do that, there's always these comments about, like, well, why didn't you just think ahead on blah, blah, blah? <laughs> or, like, why didn't yeah. you do it this way? I'm like, well, I was They didn't realize you thought about along. making the video eight minutes before you started. Right. Exactly. <laughs> well, exactly. One of the things that I think bothers me is it feels like, okay, so my brother Daniel is here filming and you need to take a pause every once in a while and just kind of think. And so he'll pick up the camera and he didn't used to hold, he he didn't used to do handheld. This is my brother, Dan. This is the second camera person. The other, the first Dan did handheld all the time. Yeah. But he wouldn't do handheld until he saw josh doing handheld at, at your shop bob a few weeks ago really and now daniel's like oh yeah okay it's it's not complicated i can do this and uh so i'll be thinking like okay what do i got to do here and then he would hold the camera in my face and i'm like okay i i need a i need a second i need <laughs> I, I need a i need a little bit of time off camera to think about this and he's like wow this is the interesting stuff and i'm like my brain just does not think on the fly very well, especially when there's a camera in my face. So one of the things that I hated about designing on the fly was it feels like I'm performing for who was ever in the shop with me. And it feels like, like I could be, it, it feels like if I don't come up with the most amazing thing on the fly, then it feels like I'm a fraud to who's ever in the room. It's I've always hated playing board games i just don't enjoy playing board games because i'm afraid people will see how dumb i actually am and i know that's an (laughs) exact like but that's that's how i feel that's how that's how my brain thinks and so i just don't like hold on i'm gonna only cross off the board game booth at me i've got to write that down as a title (laughs) (laughs) oh that's pretty good um (laughs) i don't know where to go from that um, so <laughs> I remember I, I talked about last week that I, um, I bought that domain name for like oh, yes. the response. Yep. So yesterday I spent a few minutes, um, and I'm, this is a free service that I'm offering. I'm going to give it to you guys <laughs> first, but anybody can take advantage of this. When you get a comment that's like, w- when you're doing this video, you're going to get comments that say, well, why didn't you just blah, 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 blah. And so now you can just paste in, why didn't you just.com? Hmm, there and it is. It's gonna it's gonna pop up with some just it's really plain. There's no branding on it. There's no anything. This is your thoughtful response, 
And it pulls from a, a few random responses. So if you refresh it, it just does a few different things. Nice. And it's it's the thing I would like to say to somebody in person, but, you know, you can't. You just send them a link. Like, right, why well, didn't you just not yeah. comment? <laughs> <laughs> the board game yeah. thing is actually true. Like, I, I never, ever, ever want to play board games. And we have a few here in the house, and I've ne- I don't think I've ever played a board game with Kelly, but we have a few here in the house. She uses them for her work and working with kids and one day i was just like hey i see that life is in the closet you want to play life and, and kelly was like what of course and she stops everything that she's doing so we could play a board game and so we pl- we played we played life which that's all by chance so there's no there's no chance of me yeah. looking dumb while playing the game of life well, the thing is, you got to find a game where everybody looks dumb. And there are a bunch of these. And that's that that makes them a lot of fun. There's one called Throw Throw Burrito. Have you ever heard of Throw Throw Burrito? No. Okay, this is a fantastic game. You can it doesn't matter who you're playing with, it doesn't matter the situation. It's a card game with these little animal pictures on them and you they get distributed around the table. There's no turns, everybody just goes. In the middle of the table there's these two foam burritos. And so you are basically just like pick up a card. If it's one you want, you keep it. If not, you just pass it on. And so everybody's just picking up cards the whole time. And once you find a set of three or four or whatever it is, you lay them down, and that's how you get points. And so if you lay down a grouping that says burrito battle or war or whatever it is, then you say it out loud, and people, whoever, has to grab a burrito out of the middle of the table and throw it at somebody else. And if you get hit with a burrito, then like you get a negative point. And that's it. Hmm. But it's so much fun because it's really fast and you pick up a burrito and you throw it at somebody. There's one that has like these big, uh, it's for outdoor, it has inflatable burritos that are like two or three feet long. And so it's just a really fun game where everybody looks dumb because everybody's either (laughs) throwing a burrito or getting hit by one. So I highly recommend it. It's a lot of fun. Say the name again slow. Throw Throw Burrito. (laughs) Nice. I want to give a quick shout out since we're talking about games. Uh, a, a big follower of all three of us, Chevy Dodd, he has created board games like hmm. beautiful, designed, well thought out board games. On if you go to his website, you, wow. you're just like, wow, this looks crazy professional. How did you do that? Um, there's actually a few other people that we know that have done not necessarily that, but have been creating games. Uh, Tim, Tim Sway has created a game. Mm-hmm. like a creative kind of game a long time ago. Um, Drew Fisher um, from Fisher's Woodshop, uh, who's a great guy. He made a little game. Um, he was trying to teach his son how to play ping pong or how to get better at ping pong. And so he laser cut these little things that you, I can't remember what he calls it, but you stack up these these pieces of wood on top of each other on a ping pong table. And the whole game is not about trying to, you know, hit the ball that's coming at you is trying to hit the other person's little castle on their side of the table. And if you knock over a castle, then you get there's stuff back and forth and everything. But it's a really simple way to teach his son how to be better at ping pong by creating a little fun game that the stakes are lower and, you know, you don't have to start and stop every two seconds or whatever. And so it's pretty cool to see people in our space come up with fun little game solutions Mm -hmm. for things, you know, but he's got stuff about that on his website too as well. Um, I had another game thing I was going to tell you about. Anyway, there are quite a few games that allow everybody to not be great at them. 
Mm. You know, and it still be fun and like you not feel dumb because I have a hard time, excuse me, I have a hard time with really complicated games. Like I just don't have the interest to dedicate to, you know, learning a ton of rules and keeping up with all the thing. I get halfway into the strategy and I'm like, yeah, but in 10 minutes this is going to be over and like who's going to care, right? Like what? But a lot of my friends are really into those complicated board games. And so, um, you know, I kind of pick and choose where I want to play those and stuff. But so... There's there's a lot that can be a lot of fun, even if you're not into games. Um, it's funny. We used to come up to the house, and there was a whole pile of board games in the closet when I bought the house, because the house used to be a rental. And we would play the board games because we had nothing else to do, like on a winter night or whenever. Well, not really, like kind of a fall night. But now that there's so many tools here, when everybody gets bored, we like go do something. Hmm. So tools have replaced board games here. Make her, <laughs> I like maker life. Yeah, that's a that's a good idea for daycares. Honestly, I mean, like <laughs> tools, <laughs> just give them a, a wood shop instead yeah. of games. Like yeah. Yeah. preschools. Yeah, that's cool. Um, let's see. For me, I talked about last week that I was making the display for the lightsaber with the severed hand. And then we didn't put that video out because we decided to do a live. We were, it, the edit qu- wasn't quite ready. We're changing some stuff about how we do our the beginning parts of our videos. And so we're trying to change our intro, and it just wasn't ready. So we decided to do a live instead uh, in preparation for another upcoming video. And the live – so we used to do uh, you know Twitch streams every week. And I got used to doing that. And then we didn't for several years, and now we're trying to get back into some sort of a regular uh, live stream thing on YouTube. And now that we have several people on the team, it's a different it's a different kind of thing in a good way. But like instead of me trying to manage the chat and what I'm working on and switching cameras to keep it interesting and trying to you know make a mechanism that does it all, it's really cool to have a group of people who can focus on one thing and also take the load off of me uh, to like fill dead air. Like, so we did this live stream last week and in the middle of it, <clears throat> Forby, it was like over lunchtime. So Forby ordered pizza and didn't tell me the pizza just showed up. And so they dropped pizza in the middle of the shop and I'm like, Oh man, that looks really good. And I'm really hungry, but I'm talking to camera and I'm talking about this thing. <laughs> and I'm talking about that thing. And they just said, okay, now it's time for Bob to eat. <laughs> and then they switched the camera to them. And, like, Megan and Josh started talking and oh, answering nice. questions and doing stuff. And, like, I went and got some pizza. And I ate some pizza. <laughs> it was really cool. But, anyway, so we're trying to figure out, um, you know, the best way to do a live stream from the shop. And the mechanism is in place now. So the next one will be actually building something live. I'm looking forward to that again. The last couple have been kind of testing it out and figuring out the technology and stuff like that. So... Um, we really spent a lot of time this week talking about like how to make live streams as interesting and fun as possible for people and how we could take a, some of the long-term projects that I've been wanting to do that don't quite work in a project video and spread them out over live streams. So I think that'll be cool. It'll be a good way to, to use that time. You know, maybe like putting in a couple hours of work on something every few weeks rather than uh, trying to fit it around normal projects and stuff. So we're doing that, um, but the uh, lightsaber hand thing will come out in a couple of days. In tomorrow, I guess, now. So finally getting that out. And we've had yeah, a lot of fun with the uh, the thumbnail for that one because it's like we have to show a severed hand 
in a thumbnail. And so it doesn't it's look, look like gross. a shop accident. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so we've, you should call it the worst shop day ever. That's what you should mean. <laughs> you can't, you can't like not show it in the thumbnail. <laughs> like you have to, you have to show it, but we've been trying to figure out how to show it in like a funny way. And, you know, so it doesn't look like it's, we're not trying to be gross or anything. It's not, it's not a gross, uh, it's October. You know what you could do? You could do, you could show it like in space and you're like, and you Photoshop oh, yeah. one of your arms off. We're we doing have that, that like with the face with the mouth open. We have that one already. Nice. It's me making Luke Skywalker going like this and I have my hand pulled into the sleeve. So it's like that. Oh, yeah. So it's really obvious, you know. And then this other severed hand is like floating off in space. Um, and then we have one where like I'm holding the lightsaber like I just. Like I picked it up, I found it in the hallway, and I'm like, "Look, I have your lightsaber in your hand." Because <laughs> Megan was joking around about we were trying to come up with titles, and she was like, "What about Luke? I found your arm, bro." And I thought that was really funny. I don't know why it just kind of stuck with me. So we ended up doing some thumbnails like that. So anyway, we're trying to figure that out. That will be out tomorrow. I call Kelly bro all the time, and oh yeah, now she just ignores me. I'm like, oh, thanks, bro. <laughs> Sorry. I don't. I don't ever call anybody bro. Yeah. And so only Kelly. For it's some only reason, only Kelly and the dogs. I think it was really funny. We were hanging out with uh, some friends of ours that we were at the farm the other day, and they came over and and this guy I know he has two daughters. One of them's like, I don't know, they're like two and twelve or something. And the whole time he was talking to them, trying to get them like, okay, it's time to go, and you know, like don't fall off the zip line and all this. He just kept calling them dude and bro. <laughs> <laughs> but it, you can tell it's that kind of thing where, like, mm-hmm. he only calls his daughters dude and bro and, you know, stuff like that. It was just really cute. And they didn't even flinch at it. And, like, that's just how <laughs> our dad talks to us. Dude, bro. Um, yeah. So I've been, that's coming out tomorrow. And then, really, this week we've been um, doing a lot of planning. I feel like I'm in more meetings now than ever before. But it, like, with my team, but they're really intentional it's weird i don't like meetings but it also is really nice to be like hey we need to sit down for five minutes and talk about this thing and and get one thing accomplished on this and now we're doing kind of pre-production i talked about this a few weeks ago we're doing pre-production meetings for videos so we actually creatively sit around and talk about like how can we tell a story like what is the what is the thing that it needs to get across and how do we draw some trying to eliminate all of the you know what you should have done <laughs> I mean, kind of, but also, Seriously. I think for so long it was just, I have an idea, it's in my head, I'll give you a brief summary, but just follow me with a camera and I'll try to get it. And I don't think that's, for me, became less effective because I wasn't, I was missing things. Like, I, it was all in my head and I was just missing, oh, I should have said this in the moment or I should have, you know, we should have thought ahead to plan. And so just putting a little bit of pre-planning in is making a big difference, but it's also causing me to be in meetings you know and for like a lot of sitting at the table time so it's different i think those types of meetings are different than an office it's your company yeah (laughs) it's a little different well that's true yeah and and you're you're with friends and you're all on the same team you're all trying to achieve the same you have to be in a product meeting and then like every single person in the product meeting gets a say because the boss is trying to be nice to everybody (laughs) like three people say the most ridiculous idea we had a salesman in a toy company and I won't say his name because I actually love the guy. He's a sweet guy, but he was not a toy inventor. He was a salesman. But he would come up with the worst ideas. <laughs> and everybody would have to sit there and listen to him. Going, okay. Okay. And then the next 10 minutes is 
all the reasons why that's a horrible idea, but in a gentle, loving way. Mm, yeah. Can't be and everybody would dismissive. Just roll. It's like, that's when everybody would take a bathroom break or go get a coffee while he was in the middle of his pitch. Like <laughs> the middle comedian. It was horrible. And the book that I recommended to you last week, uh, Creativity Inc., they talk about uh, when Pixar grew a little bit and somebody got this conference table and the way the conference table was shaped made people more important than other people and the bosses didn't realize this at first and so not everybody was able to get a say and then there was like this wait a second this room does not make for good meetings we want everybody to be able to speak when they want to and 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 say what they need to because in this room, we should all be on the same level. It's a really, really good book, especially if you're building a team. So highly recommended. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that one. Yeah, This is like a, just a tangent of that. I have several audiobooks like that one that I've purchased and are waiting for me to have time to listen to them. Um, and it, it's, that's become like a frustrating thing for me is like, I get through podcasts really quickly and I don't listen to a lot of podcasts, so it, you know it, it's easy for me to stay caught up on them. But man, audiobooks that people recommend that are really good, they just stack up because mm. each one is like ten hours or yeah. fourteen hours or what. It just they take so long. So I don't know when I'm actually gonna get to it that. Takes one, me, it takes me. It takes me like two years to listen to an audiobook because I only listen to when I fly, and obviously oh. <laughs> I haven't been flying all that much. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's like a twelve-hour audio book. I get. I'm halfway through a, a book that uh, I talked about a while back. I think it's called "Making Work That Lasts." Mm. Hmm. Side effect. Something. Like that. I'll, I'll, I'll remember it. I'll say it again at the end of the event. Because uh, at the end of this uh, podcast, I'll, I'll say it. I'll look it up. But uh, when I recommended it last time, a lot of people said it was a great book. Hmm. Hmm. Bob, you failed to mention your episode of Donut Media this week. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So uh, Donut put out the video on, I don't know, Monday or Tuesday or whenever that was of some 3D printing car stuff. And I'm in that one for part of it. Um, I don't know. What did you think about that? You can be absolutely perfectly honest with me, David, please. Oh, I don't like I hate this, but I, I felt like um, you it wasn't the Bob that I knew. Right. Mm. Like it was more kind of like it is what it is. It felt like you were in somebody else's place um, and then you were just kind of like their go to expert for it. That's uh, it, that's way more critical than how I actually took it in when I watched it. I watched it. I'm like, oh, this is cool. Oh, there's Bob. But uh, yeah. It's it's uncomfortable for me. Just I don't like critiquing other people's other other people's stuff. Sure. And it's it's um people you know when you get the emails like hey I made this video what do you think and I'm like I don't like judging other people's yeah, yeah. that's the no, three three that. three hundred verse thirty thousand printer yeah. yeah 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 so but it was it's a it it definitely a good episode I the funny thing is when they made. Um, is it Nolan? Uh, when he made the uh, the little parts to go onto his dash, and I could see all the three D printed lines, I was like, "Oh, I would never put that in my car. I would have definitely finished that or done like a higher resolution version of that." So the we got there at like nine or 
No, they they wanted us there at 10. And I thought, that's a weird time to get started. <laughs> like, I came to California. Like, I'm ready to be there and get get going. We got there at 10, uh, walked in, and all of the 3D printers were in boxes. And they all had an all-hands meeting for, like, an hour. And so we had, it was just like, okay, there's a studio in there. And some 3D printers. We'll see you later. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> they just put you to work. I guess I'll get these. And then one other guy was putting one of them together, the Ender. I didn't have to put it together. Um, But, you know, they hadn't been calibrated. They hadn't been any, any of that stuff. We didn't have an idea of, like, what we were making. We didn't have. And so it was very uh, fly by the seat of your pants but we're going to be in the other room. Just let us know what you need kind of a situation. And uh, so it, there were things like that. Like just the modeling was, I was going to say like you were put on the it. spot to draw something up in fusion 360 that was going to fit in a very defined yeah. space. Like that, that's pressure. And then, and, and then print on, you know, machines that I personally had never had any experience with and were not calibrated. Um, with materials that I didn't know. And, you know, I, it was fine, but it was, it was definitely one of those, like, here's some work to do. We'll be back in a little bit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank you. And, uh, and it, it kind of was the whole day was kind of like that. So, and so it was also kind of interesting because we only shot the, you know, the part of the video that I was in and the, the video itself was much bigger about other things. And, um, I don't know if that was all written after the fact. I know it was shot after the fact, but so it it could have been three D printing could have been handled in a little bit different way. But you know, I also they're they're talking to an audience about mm-hmm. a certain level of detail and a certain you know a, a topic that doesn't necessarily relate to their audience. They're trying to make it relate, and they know how to do that for their audience better than I do. So, but it was an interesting day. It was an interesting day. Well, you well, anyway. you so what did you think of the episode? Because you asked me what I thought. So what did you think? Um, How was your performance? I well, I'll talk about my part of the episode okay. only. Um, I didn't know. Well, <laughs> I I know those guys from watching them. They don't know me at all. So that set a certain level of not discomfort. It did not in, inflict comfort on figuring out how to shoot with somebody. Mm-hmm. It was, uh, so I, th- I feel like I was trying to make up for the fact that I didn't know them with trying to be helpful and useful and knowledge and stuff. And I hope that didn't come off as like, Hey, look, check me out guys. I know what I'm doing and you don't kind of thing. I, f- I felt like it did, but I don't know. Mm. Um, so I don't think it was my greatest, you know, performance or whatever but it's a weird word to <laughs> given use, the but situation yeah. yeah given the situation and the time and and stuff like that but I, I was looking through the comments which i shouldn't have done so stupid i don't know why i do that to myself but i was just curious like i wonder if there's anybody i know down here in the comments mm-hmm. jimmy you're they're me. all positive i'm kind of looking through them they look positive yeah they're mostly positive they were they were great there, there was one <laughs> that said something about like it's obvious that this guy oh how did he say it it was something like it's obvious without a script and his managers, this guy doesn't know what he's doing. Oh, wow. And I was like... Who, you? I was like, what? <laughs> I don't use scripts? <laughs> I mean, it's... Yes, I agree with you that it's very possible I don't know what I'm doing. Yes. 
But as far as like managers and a script, that's hmm. That's funny. A lot Although of people come to think I mean, of it, maybe he was talking about the other guy. He didn't say Bob. Yeah, he's the, that's the other guy. Did. There's so many times where I meet people and they're like, uh, "Can I can I send your people a message? Can I?" Yeah, I am these. People. I'm the people. I'm I, mean, the I have people. an agent that handles stuff, but to make a to make a plan with me to do something with me, I mean, my my agent really only handles dealing with you know advertisements and TV no, stuff. But That's you should it. you should be like, yes, let me give you James's email address. <laughs> then, yeah, right. And then yeah, right. you answer the phone. and You're like, yes, this is James. It happens all the time. They're like, wow, you know, uh, who who does your editing? I go, me. Who does your shooting? Me. Who does everything? Me. Who does your social media? Me. Wow, you do all that. Like, well, I mean, I don't have anybody else to do it. Wow, that's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, I'll put a link to the the donut video if anybody wants to watch it. But you know, don't feel like you need to. Jimmy, would you ever yeah. farm out the editing, or do you enjoy doing it so much that it's part of? <clears throat> no, I I love seeing somebody's edit of my stuff. I love it when I see somebody take my material and make it into something interesting. But I just don't have that. I just don't have the bandwidth to try and send, you know, 600 pounds worth of data to somebody yeah. on, in a different part of the country. Yeah. I, mean, I just don't have that. I can send like 50 grams of stuff to somebody, right. 10 grams of stuff <laughs> right. to somebody, but to send like Careful hundreds of pounds of Careful with the technicalities. Yeah. We're losing the audience fast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, when I think about like how I'm going to, even Wesley's here. Wesley Treat is here. We're making a sign. We're doing a collaboration, making a really beautiful neon sign he designed that's going to hang outside this building. And he he said, give me your footage. And I was just like, he's like, oh, put it on this. I'm like, oh, that's going to be a pain. <laughs> <laughs> what? How, do you, how are you going to put this over there? How are you going to get it over there? And so I just kind of blew him off. <laughs> he's in my room with me, and I didn't do it. He's in the room with me. <laughs> gonna, at one just, point, I'm going to. It's just too much. You just like slowly turn away from him and just face like my hard drive is I I only have four slots in my hard drive and all the slots and you got a hard drive but I got to turn off one of my hard drives. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so I got to give him all my footage at one point of what I shot because I did the steel frame. I showed it on Instagram the other day. I did the steel frame and how he's doing the aluminum skin, which is going to have the details and carry the neon. It's real neon. Look, 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 look. I'm going to show you guys. Look. Real neon that's broken. Oh, wow. Real broken neon. Oh. Isn't that beautiful? So he's making the neon tube? No, he's breaking the neon. He had it made in Texas. He brought it with him in one piece broken transit. Oh. So we're waiting for, they're going to FedEx a new piece. I see. Yeah. But I would love to have somebody. I just did, I did this big coordinated uh, team up with these guys, you know, through the Walmart thing. And one of the things that we talked about early on was they want to send a team of guys to just film me doing stuff so they can make TikToks and little promotional things with me. And, and I'd be into that. I, I also just, uh, I just organized through my web guys. We're doing TikToks and reels are being, are being developed from my old material. And it's funny cause I don't, they don't, I, I, just, I said, just have at it. I don't care. I don't need to see it. And it's always that voice. It's like, how to make an axe, you know, with that f- weird girl voice. It's like, how to make an axe, like robot girl voice. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I, I probably wouldn't put that voice in as much of them, but you know, this is what the kids like. So I'm letting them go for it. And the kids that are editing from that old source material, I say kids, they're not as old as me. So I'm just letting them do it. <laughs> Those kids in their 30s. But it's cool. 
<laughs> yeah, those kids in the 30s. So that, that stuff is looking pretty good. And, you know, it's, it's catching, occasionally something catches a little bit of attraction. Well, we'll see where that goes. Oh, by the way, I, I've got, I am now in control of my Facebook stuff. <laughs> Yay for you. <laughs> <laughs> Have fun with that. I was with Jelly Smack and Jelly Smack. I was with Jelly Smack and everything was going great and I was making tons of cash. But now it seems like they, the rules changed at Facebook and if you in that situation and maybe not making as much money anyway so jelly smack did not renew my thing but they were very very conscientious in making sure i get all my all my control back and the funny thing was is i got a thing from i thought it was a bill from meta i was like what what the now i gotta pay meta and it was a whole big it looked just like an invoice and what it is is how much money i made this this month fifteen hundred dollars on Facebook ads. I, I, I still don't understand how that works because I don't see one ad on any of those videos. I don't understand why I get paid. I don't understand how they make money to be able to pay out. I don't ask too many questions, but I sent to the guy at Jelly Smack I'm friends with. I said, what is this all about? He goes, don't worry. You, you are owed that money. You don't, it looks exactly like a bill I'm, they're asking me to pay. <clears throat> and he said it takes a few months for them to approve your bank thing. So I might have put my PayPal as like my payout. And he says it takes a long time for them to approve it, but he's going to work with them to make sure, or, or make sh- look on my stuff to make sure that I get it, hmm. that they don't. And I sent it to him. I was like, "Is this? Do I owe this money, or is this money owed to me?" And he said, "No, it's owed to you." So well, you look forward to that getting billed by Meta. <laughs> yeah, just for, for just existing. being alive. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> Yeah, it's only a matter of time. No, but I wish I had more people in the administrative seat. But it, it is what it is mm-hmm. until somebody comes along. Well, I'm going to throw that back to you, David. Is there something, I know that you enjoy the editing, mm-hmm. but is there something else that you currently have task-wise that you would like to pass off to somebody else? I think I would like to pass off some of the editing to somebody else, but it would have to be local. And it has to be Final Cut Pro, just so it doesn't throw an interruption into what I'm doing. And the local thing is, I would just like to be able to like hand a hard drive to somebody instead of trying to up like everything is shot in 4K. I don't, not, nothing's quick. And you, you even if you have the perfect setup, you can't upload, transfer gigs of of footage to somebody. And if there's a 30 second edit that needs to be made, it takes 12 hours. So I would. I could do more if I had somebody editing, but like I said, it has to be local and they have to be Final Cut. So someday, someday. I totally get the local thing. It is possible to like, you know, do the proxy the files for like blah, automatic blah, blah, blah. transfer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it is it's not convenient for sure. And plus it would be cool to like it, it, the advantage of somebody local is they don't even have to work here in my at my house if they're just in Toledo and we could sit down and we could have coffee and we could discuss face to face like here's or you know I show like what I like and what I don't like so um I haven't I've you know I've posted on my Facebook like just putting the feelers out and I and friends are like oh I'll send this to my cousin or friends are like oh well why don't you use Premiere why does it have to be Final Cut I'm like because this is how we do things and why didn't you just? Why didn't you just? Yeah, I got to send them that link. Um, it would be cool if somebody from the local university was just like, "Hey, I'm interested in social media, or or I want to be a YouTuber. Can are you looking to hire?" Like, I would 
probably hire that person in an instant. I would like to work with somebody who wants to do bigger and better things. Like I want to be a stepping stone for somebody. So, You know what I want? I want to hire a nanny, even though I don't have any kids. <laughs> yeah. For yourself? I want a nanny to like take care of the house and just do everything. Oh. So if anybody I think that's called a has, housekeeper, not a nanny. Yeah. Well, whatever. If anybody has a housekeeper or a nanny that wants to live in upstate New York, <laughs> they get their own bedroom. <laughs> get to take care of the bedding and the chickens. It sounds counts. like sounds like Derek's retirement situation. I, mean, honestly. <laughs> I, think, I think so. <laughs> it's impossible <laughs> to find up here. Everybody yeah. who hi- and, and what's funny, somebody's like, isn't that like where there's all these resorts? Still can't find anybody. Everybody that we try to get here to come clean the house says, I don't do beds and I don't do wind. They Everybody's got a list of I don'ts. And most of them are always I don't do bedding. And there's a million hotels and Airbnbs up here. So I don't know how I don't get bombarded with answers when we put it when we post the craigslist ad looking for housekeeper yeah i'll do that hmm. but i only do floors I, I just clean and sweep i don't do huh yeah. everybody's got a i don't i don't do dishes i don't do bedding i don't fold i'm like okay those are like the three main things <laughs> yeah. so i don't do cleaning but anything else yeah. is like it's fine i'll go and through your weird. stuff if you're looking for somebody to just go through your stuff i that's what i do that's my special. Yeah. If I can get a nanny, if I can get a nanny that can edit. <laughs> a, yeah. That's a really a, interesting job requirement. And there. There's a very, very lucrative salary for the nanny that edits. <laughs> it's possible. Kids, you so might be able to find somebody that would be able to come in and edit and also take care of your house. Maybe. I don't know. The nanny, the editing nanny. <laughs> like the flying nun, the editing nanny. Oh, there's a, there's a popular YouTube channel right there. <laughs> well, do you guys got anything else for this week? <laughs> We're 49 minutes. Oop, just turn to 50. Yeah. Maker Camp was the big thing this yeah. week. So I'm going to thank our Patreon supporters, who are awesome. Um, very grateful for all the support over there. And it absolutely. Several of them were at Maker Camp, even though yeah. you guys weren't. Yeah, yeah I know. You've reminded us. So. Um, yeah, but big thanks to everybody that helps us out over there. We we do really, really appreciate it, and it makes the show happen. Our top supporters over there are Corey Ward, Albers Woodworks, Works by Solo, Chad from Mancrafting, You Can Make This Too, Fun Kiss Artistic Creations, Rich at Lowen Designs, Odin Leather Goods, Full Steam Designs, Scott Orm, Warren Works, Michael Menegin, and Gretchen Hofer. But there's a bunch of other people like Stu. We're grateful hmm. for people like Stu as well because they help us out. Thank you, thank you. And we're going to have the after show after this, like every time. Um, I had something. Oh, yeah, I have I have a continuing secret story okay. from previous after shows to give you an update on. But everybody at Patreon at every level gets the after show. Separate podcast feed. Um, and it's, you know, 15, 20 minutes, whatever, of us just other stuff. So if you want to get that, if you want to help us out or both, Go to patreon.com slash making it and just pick a level over there that makes sense to you. I did want to call out a couple of things. We had a lot of, um, uh, we've had some really fun messages lately. We had a message that I sent to you guys and it is, it's not loading, from Mark. And I'm not going to, Mark, if you're listening, I wrote you a response last night and I hit send and it disappeared. So I'm going to rewrite it again right now because I want to make sure that I respond. But I did send your message to all three 
of us, and thank you for that. It was very nice. But we've had some great messages from people uh, lately, and lots of people are still asking about the the table, our our uh, Maker Fair table that we made. Oh, it's right here. I'm packing it now. You haven't. <laughs> Mine yeah. hasn't fallen apart yet. <laughs> I'm sure you are. <laughs> no, no, no. Everything's in good shape. Um, and yeah, we we did pick the person that's going to. I haven't heard back from him yet. So we'll see if he actually wants it or not. <laughs> but the message was like, "Look, I know you might not want this thing, but if you do, here it is." So I have, I'll check on that. Um, anyway, big thanks to everybody over at Patreon. We're very grateful for you. I have a couple of fun recommendations this week, but I'm going to let you guys go first if you have something. Okay. Well, I didn't have anything, but since I mentioned uh, Chevy Dodd, I'm going to go with – he's got a couple of YouTube channels. I'm going to go with Chevy Plays where he talks about some of the games that he's developed. But it looks like some of them are also computer-related. So there's physical and digital. And just – an overall, um, uh, like says nice things all the time. Patreon supporter, like just overall good dude. Yeah, he is. Yeah, send me a link to that. Oh, oh. Um, I'm going to say Mark Adams Photography. If you guys want to know, guys meaning guys and girls that are listening, if anybody wants to know the spirit of Maker Camp and the, the smiles, check out Mark Adams Photography. <laughs> And you could be in those pictures next year, Bob and Dave. <laughs> Just saying. I'm gonna I'm gonna recommend a physical item. If you have multiple tripods or multiple cameras, these things have changed my life. It is uh, the company is Pi Pytech maybe, but it's this. You get these little bases and you put them on your tripods, and then you put these things on, the, you put this on the bottom of your camera, and you can put any camera on any tripod and switch cameras easily. Like we have two cameras set up, plus we have a gimbal, and now, and you don't have to get the screwdriver and unscrew the camera and, and do all the, the the nasty tripod plate things. This thing just pops in and out. So I'll, I'll put a link to that. They've just made hmm. my life so much easier. What That's locks cool. that That's piece nice. in So uh, the, the thing that goes <clears throat> onto the tripod, there is, there's like a little clippy button. Oh, I and see. So there's a button yeah. on the front. So you, you use that to pop that in and out. Interesting. Yeah. Huh. We have like the Manfrotto, you know, plate yeah. that goes on the bottom and like, some of them have a little notch on the front and some of them don't. So you have to put it in from the back yeah. on some of them and from the front on some of them. Yeah, I, I, I bought a couple and then I put them on my two tripods that we normally use. And I'm like, oh, this is so much easier to swap out cameras. It's even easier than changing lenses on a camera since we have two cameras. And so then I got one for the GoPro. Then I got one for the slider. And then I got one for – I keep buying more. And then I got these two. They're sitting on my desk because this is actually just going to get mounted on the dash of my truck. And this one's going to get mounted on the dash of the Impala. So I could easily just pop the GoPro in there not have to mm. worry about any of that stuff so it's just one of those simple little things that just makes life so much easier yeah awesome yeah send send the link i'll put it in there um so i have two <clears throat> kind of three but two um on our discord server somebody in the maker alliance posted this this uh video called the doodle house have you seen this no. 
there's this guy, and I don't know what his name is, but he's a doodle artist. And I've seen him before. He he just has like this really fat black marker, like the really thick Sharpie. I don't know if it's a oh, Sharpie. oh, I have seen this. The house? Yeah. The whole house? Oh my goodness. It's crazy. Yeah. Anyway, his art is doodling these little characters and these little shapes. And, and, and it's like something that you would see on like a... I feel like there was a line of clothing in the 90s Keith, or 80s Keith or Haring something style. that had... Uh, dr- yeah. 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 So anyway, this video specifically is he has a house that's a significant house. And it's completely white. Every surface in every room, the outside, everything. I'm looking at it now. It's so good. And so then cool. he doodles the entire surface of everything. And he time lapses. And it's like stop motion. But he's in it, but he's also drawing, but you never really see him draw. It's crazy. And uh, YouTube's, like, compression algorithm destroyed that video. Mm-hmm. It's so chunky because it's all black and white and, and all yeah. these little details. And it just gets really chunky, which is a shame because I'd love to see it in really high resolution. Um, and it could have been maybe my connection was making it worse at the time that I watched it. But it's wild. I don't know how long it would have taken him to make that it's like a two-minute video or something. That's a good pick. But That's a really good pick. It is, it is wild to look at. The other one is, let me put on my, uh, my eight-year-old hat here. It's about farting, and I'm sorry, but it's really funny. <laughs> so I ran across this random video on YouTube the other day of Leslie Nielsen. It's called, like, Leslie Nielsen farting on live TV or something like that. And it's all of these clips of him on late night shows or on news shows or whatever. And he has this little like rubber device that he sticks in his hand. It's like a little, little cup and it has a hole in it. And then when you squeeze it, it makes like a fart sound. And so he hold and he keeps this thing in his hand and he just like, will sit there with his arms crossed and have a conversation. And then he just kind of moves and makes this little sound while he's doing it. And it is so funny. It is so <laughs> funny. And I immediately went and found this thing and ordered a bunch of them. So now I have this, I have this little thing and I've had it for like a week, maybe even a week. And I've made everybody at the office mad because I keep playing with it in meetings and all of my kids uh, think it's hilarious, but can't do it. So I'm like a magician because I can just make this thing, make the sound. I took it to a soccer game the other day and I was sitting next to my wife doing it. And they were like, there was an older couple next to us on the other side and she just kept like slapping me. She was like, stop, they're going to think it's me. It's so much fun. I don't. It's so much fun. The video is hilarious. You, Even if you just stop, do you have there, it with you? I don't. Aww. I left it upstairs. Yeah, but if you watch the video, you'll know exactly what it is, and you'll know uh, what it does. <laughs> it's just so good, and I'm a child. I admit it. Uh, those are my recommendations, and I'll go ahead and put a third link to the actual toy if you just want to go ahead and order one and take my word for it. <laughs> I'll, I'll put it there because, yeah. Anyway, that's what I got. <laughs> you guys got anything else for this that's week? It. I'll talk about what we're looking into in uh, like future future Pachuto stuff in the in the after show. Ooh, yeah. interesting. Future Pachuto. That sounds like a channel on its own. Could be. Yeah. Oh, I'm looking. I, you know what? You I'm just... trying to rename my second channel because it's just going to be like odds and sods, and I don't know. Future future, future Pachuto. Pachuto might might be it. You have to like paint yourself silver. 
uh, for some reason, <laughs> or something like that. So you look like you're from the future. Yeah. And just everything well, only the from the eyes so. down, though. I don't think anybody's done. No <laughs> yeah. one's done that, right? Just That's from the true. eyes down. <laughs> yeah. All right, cool. Well, uh, let's go do the after show. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thank you. And uh, we'll see you next time. Love you.